0: Hey there, this is Angel Donovan with another episode of the DSR Podcast, where we take dating, sex, and relationships apart. We break it down into the truth and practical actions we can take. We've looked at in the past how being a leader, being more dominant, and being a decider can be helpful when you're with women. In my experience, this is actually something that men aren't comfortable with. It's something that they don't practically understand, even though we've covered it on this show a fair number of times, and you'll have seen it elsewhere out there in the dating verse. You can kind of get the concept, but you don't really know how to actually put this into practice when you're meeting women, when you're going on dates, when you're taking them home, and even during sex and in relationships. So today we're going to have a crack at tackling this subject in a super practical way. By looking at it from the perspective of you not being selfish enough, that may not sound politically correct, but it's this kind of mindset that can help guys shift their priorities. It can help you shift your priorities so that you approach women and your boundaries with women from a completely different vantage point, a more attractive, a more appropriate vantage point because you have higher standards for yourself. Often it takes aiming for a more extreme goal to get to a nearer goal. So for most of you at home, being more selfish is actually going to lead you to be more normal in your interactions with women. We're going to dig into this in much more detail, of course, in this episode. This topic came from a recent product that we reviewed on Dating Skills Review. It got an 8.1, which is pretty rare these days. And it means it's an excellent product in our book. It scored really highly for a few reasons. And one of these was that it had really actionable advice on being a leader and taking decisions with women. The product is called Speak to Spark Arousal and it contains solid advice on attracting women with better conversation skills. You can get our full review and what we think of it at datingskillsreview.com forward slash spark. That's S-P-A-R-K, Spark. The author of Speak to Spark Arousal and today's guest is Jessica J from Level Up Seduction. There's a few pretty interesting things about her. She was on Nightline a while back for being one of America's most desirable daters because she had one of the most messaged profiles on OkCupid and not in any ordinary city. We're talking about Los Angeles here. Pretty competitive place for online dating. She's also a resident dating coach and host of the Playboy radio show The Couch. So, she was a marriage therapist to start with. And then she began blogging about her sex life, which soon got her noticed by one of the companies that has porn star sex products. You may have seen some of them on our site. Once they spotted her, they brought her on board to write a good part of their advice. And then after that, she worked with some other well known companies. Just in the last year, she jumped out on her own to become a dating coach for guys using her own approach to it, which, as you'll see, kind of combines these two extreme areas really direct sex advice from a porn star industry perspective and this marriage therapist role. Today's episode was a little bit more experimental. Let me know how it goes for you guys. We're trying to get out more practical advice and Jessica was really cool of it. She just jumped in with me taking this new approach and I feel like it could help some of you guys really get to understand this stuff better. So let me know your feedback on that if you like today's episode and we'll do more of it. To get the guide to the interview and everything we covered, including the links to everything mentioned, the transcript, and more about today's guest and her advice, you can either go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash podcast and pick out the episode there, or you can go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash newsletter, pop your email in there, and you'll get that guide every time an episode comes out. And let's get straight into this interview with Jessica J. I am Angel Donovan, and this is the Dating Skills Podcast. This is a 14-year ongoing mission to discover the truth about what works in dating, sex and relationships. To become a better man. Join me as I leave no stone unturned, chase down every expert, role model and mentor with insights to get us to that goal as fast as possible. This show is about bringing you the best of that information. So that you can take it in and change your life for the better, step by step episode by episode. Hey, Jessica. Jessica is fiddling uh, right now and she's welcome to the show anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm singing in my head.
0: That's very cool. It's the first time it's actually happened. I never had anyone fiddling while we start the show. So it's great. Really? It makes a change.: Yeah, it's awesome. We've got a little beat to go to to start the show off. <laughs>
1: yes, love it. You got that? That was very intentional. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So we like to kick off this show learning a little bit about you so that the guys at home can get to know you. First of all, how old are you? Where do you live? And what are you up to in life?
1: Well, how old am I? I'm 29 years old. I live, well, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I now live in Hollywood, California. What was the next question?
0: (laughs) What are you doing with your life?
1: (laughs) What am I doing with my life? Oh my God, loaded question, Angel. Um, I'm basically getting paid to help men get laid very inadvertently. That's what I usually say.
0: Excellent. Yeah, everyone likes to put it (laughs) a different way. We were just talking about how you got into this way back, because we first connected, I don't know how many years ago. When when did you arise on the scene?
1: That was like four years ago. That sounds so bad that I rise on the scene. Are we
0: allowed to say where you rose in the scene from? I'd
1: rather not, but I will say that it was an instructional pornography company.
0: There's not very many of them, guys. You could probably figure it out. Especially if you look four years back, there were even fewer around.
1: (laughs) Stop! Stop! (laughs) Don't give them any more
0: hints. Oh, it's fine. they got some good (laughs) programs. You're kind of lucky to have a good start there. Must have been a lot of fun for you. So... What is this about our most popular OkCupid profile in LA of all places? How did that happen? Because you were all over the news.
1: I was. I was on Nightline for it. It was cool because OkCupid hit me up. And they're like, hey, you know, based on our algorithm, we've found... That you have the most visited and messaged profile in Los Angeles, and Nightline wants to do a piece on you. I was like, Oh my god, they like me. They really like.
0: Me. Okay, so what I love about this is you're <laughs> yeah. like you're the most popular girl in LA on OkCupid, which is huge because it's LA as well. To give guys at home an idea of what that means to the poor girl who's on the <laughs> recipient of that position? What does it mean in terms of messages? and?
1: Okay, first of all, so when Nightline was recording, they sat there and I had my inbox open in front of them. And they were like, can you show us some of the messages? And it was just like, hey, girl, DTF, like, you're so hot. Like, oh my god, I want to give you the D. And it was just like, hundreds of them. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed that I can't find any like normal men." I'm embarrassed for
0: humanity. <laughs> that's
1: what they said. They're like, no, no, no. The men of America should be embarrassed. And I was like, there's gotta be something nice in here. But that's pretty much what it's like to be on the receiving end. It's not like I have men like falling over. It's me. It's like men virtually trying to stick their wieners at me over and over again.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're trying to sift through a really heavily sp- spam yeah, filled yeah. folder of email like an email program that has no idea how to filter spam <laughs> which is terrible
1: exactly i was yeah i was a human spam filter but it's funny cuz in that process i started to find out what caught my attention really quick what would get me to open a message what would get me to instantly respond to a guy without even looking at his profile and that's pretty much what i've been able to fine tune and calculate to help other men do themselves so yeah all that ends well
0: yeah so it was a good learning tool It was a good learning tool. I bet you had some good dates out of it as well.
1: Huh, that's a good question. I will say this, Angel. Eventually, I got to the point where I was only going on good dates because then I was just like, Jessica, stop saying yes to fucking everybody. And I would just go with guys where I was like, oh my God, I'm so super stoked to see this dude. So yeah.
0: Did you put filters on? I am kind of curious because I've kind of built my own little system to stop wasting my time on OkCupid, which means I bounce people into other areas. I can filter them to make sure they're not insane or or whatever. And it normally means I like allow them to Facebook or something because people you can normally tell what someone's like for their Facebook profile.
1: I beg to differ, but that's I I would love to hear more about your filter process. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of men doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're very studly, so I'm sure that's why you get to do it. But (laughs)
0: Thank you. That's the first time I've been called studly on the show. Yay,
1: popping (laughs) the cherries all day with you.
0: Yeah, no, I find just online dating in general is all about filters these days rather than...
1: No, I would definitely agree. I mean, because it's like, to me, it's like being in the best bar and the worst bar at the same time. You have so many options. How can you possibly not drive yourself crazy with all those freaking options?
0: Excellent, excellent. What would you say you do differently to other coaches in the whole dating, sex and relationship space? What would you say like you like to do different or you feel like you you do different?
1: One thing I would say I do different is, first of all, I'm very different in that I have a vagina (laughs) uh, when most other dating coaches don't. That's just the reality of it. And another thing I have is a therapy background where I actually implement therapy tools. A lot of the stuff that I've found other coaches and gurus using is, okay, we're going to teach you how to do this and how to do this and how to do this. And it's very performance-based, so to speak. So you have to do this skill right and do that skill right. When really I hone back to, okay, what do you actually want for yourself? What do you want for yourself? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What's the end goal? Where are you starting now? And let's find out how to take those steps there.
0: Cool. That does sound pretty different to the stuff that is most out there. So I guess, is that more time intensive?
1: I wouldn't even say it's more time intensive because I'm not having them memorize certain behaviors or certain patterns, so to speak. It's really like, okay, let's actually talk about what you want. You say you want this hot girl, but that hot girl is talking to you like you're a piece of shit. Do you really enjoy that? And they're like, well, actually, no, I don't like being talked to you like I'm a piece of shit. It's like, okay, so let's start there.
0: So it sounds like you start with some kind of therapy session. Is that like a 30 minute or something like that?
1: A little bit. I mean, to me, one of my biggest issues with the industry is guys hear that they have to be the asshole. So they try to be the asshole. They find out that doesn't work. Then they're like, okay, well, I have to be the nice guy. They try to be the nice guy that Sure as hell it doesn't work. I'm sure you know this. And then everybody comes to realize as they get older and mature that you have to be yourself. But nobody knows how the hell to do that. So what I do is find out who the hell you are aside from any other man out there so that you can get a woman looking at you like you are unlike any other man out there. Does that make sense, Angel?
0: (laughs) It makes perfect sense to me. No, I think that will make sense for everyone at home. And it is a unique approach that we haven't discussed on here before. So thank you for that. Of course there are a bunch of myths around dating, sex and relationships, right? What would you say is the biggest myth and the one that hurts people the most? Like it could be the one that comes up most for you in, in your client sessions, or it could be just like the one that annoys you the most that when you see it?
1: I think I already touched on it a little bit, this idea that they have to be a certain way. They have to do a certain thing. And if you do it right, every girl's gonna want you. It feeds into this mentality of I have to be perfect for every girl. And since every girl is different, I have to be able to change based on what every woman wants. And that's just, that's so needy. And I call those guys, the dogs, like doing tricks for treats when really it's about you getting what you want and who you want. And that's one of the biggest myths is that you have to conform to what every woman wants. How can you possibly know what everyone wants? Fuck it. Go after what you want. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like a good recipe to become schizophrenic. If you're trying to be someone yes! else, someone different every like couple of minutes of a day or every couple of minutes in the club. That would be pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, it's intense. And then these guys get so down on themselves like, fuck, it didn't work with that woman. What about these other chicks? And what do you want with that woman anyway?
0: Right, right. Well, I I do agree with you. That a lot of guys actually lose themselves when they've been studying too much of this advice. And especially if they've been studying advice from like, 20 different people, they do get these kind of pretty confused and they're not sure what's working and what's not and who they are anymore.
1: It's really funny because he, bless his heart, he'll probably listen to this because he's obsessed with like getting every product, every freaking, he's been on every boot camp known to man, which is fine. But one of the things we do is he'll be like, I really want to text her. I'll be like, what do you want to say? He's like, I want to tell her that I hope you're still alive and I want to put it in your butt. I'm like, that's hilarious. Just say that. And he's like, really? And it's, it's so funny to be able to see his reaction to the own stuff he puts out there. He's like, I really want to say this. I really want to do this. Like, what if you did it? And then, oh, I don't know. And then he tries it and he has a blast. So you can sit there and try to do what everybody else is telling you to do. Or you can really ask yourself, fuck, what do I want to do?
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, teaching men to be men again. So we're going to talk about being selfish today.
1: Right? Okay, I love that.
0: <laughs> but let's put a different spin on this to start with. Why is it important for a guy to be a leader or a decision maker with women? Or if you don't think it's important, tell me.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I think it's absolutely important. But I think the words around it are just so everybody hears that word and they're like, well, I don't know what that freaking means. And they equate leader with like, yeah, what does that mean? It means I have to be an asshole and I have to tell her what to do, which isn't the case. I think it's synonymous with confident. Like, like oh, I was I got to be confident. Like, nobody really knows what it looks like. But um, I think the reason it's important for you to be a leader or for men to be leaders is that we want to know that somebody's got his shit handled. That's really what I see being a leader. Like, you're a leader in your own life. You know what you want. You have your shit handled. Because if you are that sure of yourself, I can lean on you to be the man for me. I usually go into evolutionary psychology where us women, if we're going to put out, we're, we might get pregnant and that's nine months and we're sitting on our ass, hoping a bear doesn't bite our heads off. So if I know that you can hold your own in your life, I will feel that much secure in letting you into mine.
0: That's great. That's a, a great way to put it. What does it mean having your shit together? Just for like guys at home? like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, If we could put a, a few more details to that.
1: I'm so glad you said that because that's very, yeah, what the hell does that mean either? shit together is I want to know that you know exactly what you want. You're living for yourself. You have no qualms about going after what you want and being okay with that. And this is going back to what I was saying earlier. A lot of guys would be like, oh, well, you know, she wants this, so I'm going to do that. Or most women really like this, so I'm going to do that. But is that what you want? Is that what you want to be doing? Maybe you want to sit home and eat Cheetos all day and rub your crotch while you play Call of Duty. If that's what you want, and you're owning it, I'm going to look at you and be like, okay, I dig it. What can I do to be a part of that man's life?
0: So what does it feel like from a girl's perspective? You kind of like hinted at it there. But if you were to like, say from a girl's perspective, why is it so important for the guy to be making decisions and own his shit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I hate this answer that I'm going to give. But as a woman, it's the only realistic one I can give, I don't wanna sit there and be making the decisions for us. I'm not I'm not saying all the decisions. I wanna know that I can lean on you when shit hits the fan. Does that make sense?
0: So it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't wanna make decisions. It just means
1: No, 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 that doesn't. I'm picturing myself knowing. That anytime I turn the corner, there might be three men there. And as a woman, I will always be afraid of that. I will always be afraid. What's going to happen? What are they going to want from me? Am I going to make it out of this alive? That, that is just an, an inherent female fear. And it sucks. We are just the more vulnerable race of the two of us. And I want to know that my man can hold his own. I don't need you to go ninja status, but I need to know that I can look to you and be like, all right, do you got me? Because I might not be able to get me. But if you got me, that's
0: cool. I'm sure a lot of guys at home are thinking this. Uh, does that mean I have to be big and muscly? No, that is
1: not. Like, the that the is.
0: guy has to be big and muscly for you and like no! do karate.
1: No, I just said that. <laughs> you don't even need ninja skills. It's more of... Um...
0: Is it that he's able to keep his call and sort of situation out? Like he's able to deal with situations as they arrive without turning to you and like kind of going, yes. Hey, what should we do? Because I'm a bit freaking out here and I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I've had boyfriends like this and I can remember every, every single moment with a man I've dated or was seeing or talking to or who's my boyfriend, where they have looked to me and have been like, well, do something. And I'm like, what do you mean we'll do something? And it's just, it's a weird inherent trigger in me that says, oh shit, this is not a man I can lean on.
0: Right, because he's being passive in that instant because he's anxious and he doesn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to follow your lead. That's just, that's, um, like I said, I didn't want to answer this in this way, but we will look to you when it comes to the primal stuff that we all, you know what I mean? That we all have inherent in us.
0: Right. So they like to see that you're able to kind of handle normal situations, basically.
1: Yes. Normal would be nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Normal's always good.
1: No bears biting my head off. You know, <laughs> we'll get to that later.
0: Okay, so for the typical guy, because you've been in coaching for a while now, what would you say the situation is when it comes to this context in terms of being able to lead, being a decision maker in this kind of situation? The guys who come to you, what would you say the typical situation is? Because I'm, I'm sure it's quite pretty reflective of the audience as well, so they'll be able to relate to that.
1: Right, right, right. Um, The typical situation is men who say something like, you know, I really don't know how to talk to women. I feel like every time I try, I might say something stupid or that, like, I don't say the right thing. And it's just this air of putting themselves in the passenger seat, which is what I like to say. So they'll drive up in the car. And they'll get out and they'll sit in the passenger seat and they'll look to her and be like, okay, where are you going to take us? So that's where this loss of control comes from, where they don't know what to say to handle the situation. They want to say the perfect thing, but at the same time, they want to make sure that she likes him. And it's just so like far gone to them performing right. Whereas you might sit there and she might be pretty, but she might be a meth addict for all you know. Why don't we scale back and see if you even like what she has to say the second you open your mouth? You might not.
0: Right, right. When you were saying that, I was thinking, it sounds like he's not able to be proactive. He's not being proactive. Just about conversation, like you were talking about conversation when, in terms of any decision. Right. I mean, it's kind of like a it's a small decision to say, open your mouth and say something, right? But it's still a tiny like decision. I, I'm going to say this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, something as small as open your mouth to find out what you want. Going back to, do you even want to talk to her after this? She might be very mean. She might be very retarded based on what you find attractive you're not gonna know unless you could sit there and ask yourself okay what do i want first first things first i think she's attractive let me start a conversation with her see if i can even carry a conversation with this girl
0: right so what you're saying is like most of the people you come across there they're putting the girl first straight away without really thinking about it
1: right away they're like how do i impress her
0: they've got the visual image and they're like i like the visual image now i'm just gonna like see what she wants
1: Right. Exactly. Let me see what she wants and how do I be that? And then they'll get in their heads and be like, oh shit, what if I'm not what she wants? First things first, buddy. Sure, you like how she looks, but it's about you getting who you want. And she might not be it. Nine times out of 10, that's my favorite thing to hear from guys is they'll start a conversation with a super hot girl and they'll be like, yeah, uh, she was kind of weird or she talked too much or she barely talked and I want a really bubbly girl. You know what I mean? You're going to find, you're going to start your filter process from there, but not until you sit down and ask yourself what you're looking for. Not as opposed to what is she looking for.
0: That's great. Great. So where does this connect with being more selfish? How could we look at this as being more selfish? Or should we? You know, you can tell me it makes no sense.
1: No, no, no. I love that you use the word selfish because everybody wants to be nice. You know what I mean? Which is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And when people hear selfish, they're like, no, I'm a really great guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm not that kind of guy. And that's that's something I'll hear a lot from my clients. Wait, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, you don't have to be that kind of guy, the asshole with no regard for other people, but you do have to at least own what you want and what you're looking for. Because if you have no freaking idea, how are you going to go out and get it? So I think that's where the concept of selfish is a good thing. Because if you don't even know like what you're looking for, if you can't be selfish enough to say, wait a minute, what do I want out of this? And I freaking deserve it. So let me get it. If you can't say that, you're going to constantly fall victim to other people letting you know whether or not you make the cut.
0: So would you say that guys, what I'd think is that guys actually don't know what a selfish line is in a lot of cases. I tend to think we use this word and people think like they're selfish, right? So a guy in this context where he goes out on a date with a girl, normally he's a little bit anxious, nervous about it. So he's putting the selfish line too far away from him. Or, no, or is it too near him, right? So he's not taking... It's, it's too near him, guys. Sorry, I slipped up there. So it's too near him because he's not taking a lot of actions outside of his small circle because he feels like he'll be overstepping his boundaries. Does that make sense to you? My idea is here that like, I think maybe guys should be a little bit more selfish. It's actually not being selfish, but they should think of being a little bit more selfish. And it would kind of reset them to a more normal boundaries with the girl. A girl she, he's only just met.
1: Right. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Well, as you're mentioning that, I'm thinking of a client who he went on a date and he came back and he called me. He's like, I don't get it. Like I did everything right. Like I talked. I touched her, like I made her laugh. I was like flirty, this that, and the other. And he was like, and she was just unreceptive, like crossing her arms the entire time, pulling out her cell phone and looking at it. And I, he's like, and I don't understand what I did wrong. I was like, Who says you did anything wrong?' I was like, say you did everything perfectly right and this was the type of girl she is. Yes or no? Is that the type of girl you'd want to spend your money on again?
0: So I really want to ask you, what would you tell him to do in this situation if he was to deal with the situation?
1: Okay, here's the thing. When he came home and said this to me, I said, that's exactly what I asked him. I was like, what would, if this is exactly what this girl is like and you feel like you did everything right and you were super down with how you were reacting, what would make you want to spend your time and money? on this girl one more time. he's like, well, I wouldn't. Like, all right, then that's fine. He's like, but she's got a great job and she's gorgeous. And like, you know what I mean? And I was like, that does not make a perfect woman for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've come across this situation. Actually, it's very common in Asia where girls are addicted to cell phones.
1: Okay,
0: um, It's something I think some of the guys will learn in Shanghai and places like this. If a girl starts doing that, another way I used to tackle it because all the girls will do it at some point Especially if you're not giving them attention. It'll be like they kind of back up plan for, five, for a, a few minutes. So you just ask what she's doing and say so you don't like text when you're, you're hanging out and stuff like that. You just kind of like challenge her on it. Is that something you would was it was a good thing to do?
1: I think that's a beautiful thing to do because what I'm picturing is one, you're not letting me act fucking fool on our date one. And two, you are sitting there right there with me. So you're not accusing me of anything. You're not like, okay, well, let me pull out my phone. You, you are staying there with me and you are able to guide the interaction back to us. So it's like, if, if we were sitting here and you pull out your phone, you know what I mean? There you go. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Show me now, now it becomes about us again. Whereas you may have severed the tie, but I reengaged it. And if you can keep doing that with a woman, she'll appreciate it. And that goes back to you being a leader when you and I are sitting together.
0: Right. You're proactive and you dealt with it. I I said that like, it doesn't mean like that that situation could come up and it doesn't mean the girl's really bad all the time. I actually seen where the girl's been like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And she put it away and she turned out to be a pretty cool person. For whatever reason, the situation was set up wrong and she started texting or whatever. Could have been your fault for not being proactive for conversation, for instance. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to start texting my friends. Who knows?
1: Exactly. I mean, we're all glued to our phones. It's, it's kind of hard. See, Now I see all these freaking Instagram likes, but we're so glued to our phone that to me, it's a habit to constantly pick up my phone. And if I lose my attention for like one second with you, that's what I'll do. I'll pick up my phone. I'll look at the time. If I see something and like I have text, it's all about you being proactive, as you say, to lead me back. Lead me back. If you lead me there, I will follow.
0: Excellent. One of the things that is worrying about saying, telling guys to be a bit more selfish is that there's obviously a line between being more selfish and doing things for themselves, like taking decisions for themselves. Like you were saying earlier, there's this asshole line, right? There's this line you go beyond and you start being more of an asshole if you're not considering others. So I think this is really the struggle when we give guys this advice, like be your own man, make your own decisions, be a leader. They're like, where's that line? And often I think they fall shy of it because they're concerned about that line. But there are cases, as you said, where you can go over and you can be an asshole. How would a guy know, how does he get in the in-between middle ground? Does he know he's not like, is there some kind of rule he can use and say, oh, I'm not becoming an asshole?
1: I think a good rule of thumb is, am I thinking about her? So it'd be one thing for you to live your life, but if I'm now a part of it and you still have no idea that the point was to start incorporating me into your life, that's where you become the asshole. And that's why assholes will always start off like That's why women will always love the asshole because, oh, look, he's got this great life. I get to be a part of it. But then they start hating him because he never opens up his life for her. And that's one thing to take into account. Are you not opening up your life to her because fuck her, like it's my life? Or are you are you actually making a point to do it because that's the point of freaking dating and meeting women and letting them into
0: your life? I guess that made sense to me more in the context of a relationship. So that you're bringing her into your life and making more of a team, I guess. Does that fit with what you were saying?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I really like that with girlfriends. Like sometimes I'll talk about, hey, we're we're a team, (laughs) you know, joke about it a bit. But, you know, it's actually kind of a cool thing to be a team against the world, whatever you're going through at the time.
1: Absolutely. I mean, what's dating for? Are you doing it just to like get mad poon? If that's the case, go ahead and be a selfish asshole. Like as long as you keep the poon coming, that's fine. But if you really are dating to find somebody, you need to take that somebody into account.
0: Okay. So they just have to like, keep their feelings in mind.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you can understand from, if you try and put yourself in their shoes, most of the time, if it's, it's just like a respect or something. And most of it comes down to that, right?
1: Right. I mean, I always say, think about you first. So I say me, you, and us. I call it the trusty triangle. As long as you can keep those three things in mind and consistently put yourself first in a way that, I hate saying being true to yourself, but that, that's really it in a nutshell. You putting yourself first, you not having to sacrifice any PCU, not asking her to do the same and then compromising. You should be okay. You will be okay.
0: Excellent. Let's dive into some practical examples. In some scenarios, the guys might have come across before. Okay. So of course, there's the dreaded approaching a girl or just meeting a girl in some place. We've been talking about a few concepts about leading taking decisions and being proactive. We we use a lot of different vocabulary here, but basically getting you guys at home to be more forward in your relationships, a bit more dominant, a bit more leader because it works well with women. So there's a few very normal situations that guys get stuck at with women, right? These are like approaching a girl, meeting a girl for the first time. Can we apply these, these ideas we've been talking about to that situation and help him approach girls easier or have that approach come off better?
1: Uh, one thing I'd like to say is, I, I think being selfish is absolutely necessary just to knock a freaking approach out of the park. Because as far as I'm concerned, as a woman, if you approach me in a way that any other guy has, my filter system will kick in. It's the reason a lot of girls will be polite, because that's what we are told to do. Be polite. Other girls are so angry with being polite that they'll tell you off at first or ignore you. I have a girlfriend that bless her freaking heart, she'll throw her drink in any guy's face just because maybe she felt like it that night. And it's always at least once a night. Like, but It's never anything crazy. That's just how she is. But um, if at first you can separate yourself from any other man that's approaching me and you can say something that nobody else can say, I will immediately turn my attention to you. Because why? Because I was not able to filter you out the same way I did the other guys.
0: Right. You got past the automatic filter.
1: Yes made a path
0: which we all activate all the time and we have to screen stuff out when things get busy in his life great so just being unique and and i guess what you're saying there is like if he says something from that really comes from him instead of something that he's picked up elsewhere from other people in the world from media wherever it's more likely to get through just because it's going to be unique
1: yeah well okay so here's what i always say angel what's the one thing all of us have in common. I have it in common with you. You have it in common with my mother. My mother has it in common with your best friend. What is the one thing we all have in common?
0: You're looking for <laughs> this. is going to be really random. We are humans.
1: Yes! Nobody ever gets that. We're, <laughs> we're humans. We have human experience. We all came here the same way. We're all, all going out the same way, right? Okay, so what is the one thing we are all interested in, first and foremost?
0: Well, according to evolutionary biology, this would be having sex and making other humans.
1: No! <laughs> why does every man answer with that <laughs> no that is not, not the interest of every person on the planet
0: every person on the planet okay give it to me what are you thinking of connecting connecting with people
1: no 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 ourselves we are all inherently interested first and foremost ah, in ourselves okay so here's the thing if you come up to me and you say something about yourself that no other man can say angel you could say something like Oh my God, I talked to this brown chick today and she blew my mind because she's the most hilarious person I talked to today. If you say something so personal about your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences, and your life, what you're doing is you're making it possible for me to connect to you. If you're talking about your experience, because why? Because that's the one thing you and I already have in common. And if you talk about your experience and I can relate to it, now this conversation becomes about me. And if it becomes about me, I become interested in you.
0: Yeah, so it's an easy way to be selfish. Just absolutely think about yourself and, and put whatever you're feeling out there.
1: Exactly. Well, even so, here's the thing. Um, That's the one thing. You can talk
0: about having a really crap day. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you do it with a smirk on your your face.
1: Sure. A smirk and not a yeah. knife in your hand.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it's the one thing that no other man will be able to talk to me about is your personal experiences.
0: I mean, it's actually an interesting thing. Have you met many Parisians? This is kind of random, but let's go with it.
1: That's so funny you, you mentioned that because I was actually just in Paris for 10 days.
0: Cool. Oh, so, about- do you like it?
1: I'm obsessed with it. I want to move there, actually.
0: Oh, cool. I lived there for uh, quite a few years. Oh, nice. And I've got a lot of other friends from Paris. However, I would say something about the culture. It's They do like to complain. It's just kind of like a thing in Paris.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I actually experienced like something you've been alluding to where one of my friends, he was actually really good with women. Um, just kind of natural at it. Um, he's from Paris and he often used to complain and women used to suck it up. Um, they used to really like it. And and this is like 10 years ago for me. I didn't really get it. I was like, he's just kind of bitching about stuff. What's going on? Like,
1: about <laughs> his life? He's yeah, bitching what, and what's the,
0: What is uh, attracting girls to him for that reason? So I've kind of seen that situation where it's even been negative and it still worked out. And, but I have to say he had good energy. Like it was kind of like, man, I hate this. But he still had good energy about it. So it, it was working.
1: Well, you know what? That's still you complaining is still giving me insight into your life. And that's something that I'm not getting
0: from anywhere else. Excellent. Okay, so when you're going on a date with a girl, how can selfishness work work out for you?
1: How can selfishness work out for you?
0: How should you use being selfish as a way to make the date go better?
1: Here's a really interesting story from a client of mine who's actually in Manchester. Is that anywhere near you? I know he's British. That's all it's I know. It's up
0: there somewhere. I've never been there. I've heard about it. <laughs> they have different accents up there.
1: They do. It's a very different accent than what you bring to the table today. Um, so he was telling me, he he's hilarious. Every time I'm on the phone with him, he has me laughing my ass off. And then he tells me about these dates he goes on. And he's sitting there and he's like, oh, this is so boring, Jessica. This is so boring. I just sit there, ask her what she likes. And then she doesn't really talk. And <laughs> then I ask about her career. And I'm like, I was like, let me ask you some, you, he makes a lot of, he jokes a lot. He's really wild, very vibrant, you know, talks with his hands a lot. I'm like, i I asked him, how often are you communicating like this on your dates? And he's like, why would I do that? I would embarrass them. And I was like, how would you embarrass them? And he's like, well, cause nobody likes the loud, obnoxious guy. Who's talking about himself talking, you know what I mean? Talking his ass off and like waving his arms around. I was like, it says who? And he was like, well, you know, I was just I was taught that I was taught that I'm supposed to be on my best behavior when it comes to meeting women. So I was like, okay, you're sitting there trying to make them so comfortable, but you're robbing them of the experience of meeting you. And I don't want to go on a date just to meet a freaking polite guy when everybody in the world is polite. That's not what dates are for. I don't know what makes you different than any other man before you and any other man that's going to come after you. And if you're not selfish in a way that you are talking the way you want to talk or saying what you want to say or getting what you want out of this. If you're not doing all that, then you're just going to fade into the background and into the filter system, just like everybody else. Like you're supposed to.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And the worst thing is like, I think a lot of the guys who like would do this in a date would also probably do this with their friends, right? They would kind of be like more toned down. I know that more often than not, they're going to open up a bit more, but even sometimes right, they're not, not kind of like letting loose, like kind of being selfish and taking, taking the uh, space of talking for a while. I've seen this dynamic in groups of guys before and the guy who's kind of like, how would you say, leaving the path for other people to talk all the time tends to be the guy who's getting the least girls.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the case.
0: So it can come down to like being selfish about like, I want to take some of that talk space up.
1: Yeah, take up that talk space. Or even so, you can if, if you throw in a little jab every now and then and you're like, I feel fat in this shirt. You know, I'd be like, What the <laughs> hell did that guy just say? It's, you know something and, nice and random. Right. You don't need to lead the freaking conversation and be like the loudest guy in the group. But if you tell me something about you that no other guy in the group can say, you know, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, what's this guy about?
0: Excellent. Let's get on to a few more higher stress situations for guys here. Uh, wanting to go home with a girl. I'm on a date. It's going well because I've been selfish and uh, I want to go home with her. I'm thinking like it's 11 o'clock. It's time to, time to take her home. How should I be more selfish about this to make it work?
1: You know what? I love that you're asking this question because I've worked with so many pickup students. There's just so much strategy around it. There's so much freaking strategy. And I remember I was on a call with one student and he was like, you know, I don't understand. Like I, or he was like really excited. He's like, I handled her LMR. She even called all her friends and her brother to like try and get them to like talk to me, to bring her home. But I just didn't bring her home. I just, I just made sure I brought her to my house. And I'm like, oh my God, that girl thought she was going to get raped. And I was like, that's just an awful thing. That's an awful position to put a woman in. And he was like, yeah, I don't get it. He's like, I remember, he's like, as soon as we opened the door, she jumped my bones. I was like, yeah, because she doesn't want to get murdered. She wants to make sure she puts out to get out. And that's what I tell guys, like, I'm not embarrassed to say that i put out so many freaking times angel just to be able to get myself out of the situation
0: right oh so you put out a few times to get yourself out of a situation that you didn't like you were a bit scared of and you're just like i'll just do the, just take the
1: it he's- it's a let's get out of here and you know what
0: cool that's interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah come on, let's do it let's fucking do it and uh, every time i tell this to guys my girlfriends will sit there and be like "Mm hmm. yep we do it yep we do it but that's just the reality of it. So when it comes to taking a girl home, I want to know that you want me first of all, and you can't make any qualms about it. I have to know that you want me because that is going to make you, me see you as a sexual being, but I don't want you to force me into anything I don't want to do. You know, so if you're sitting there, you're like, come on, let's go home. Come on, let's go home. And I'm like, nah, you got to work in the morning. And you're like, Oh my God, everybody has to work in the morning. Now now I'm going to feel you not respecting my resistance. But if you go with it, you're like, yeah, you know, fuck, you're going to have to go home. That sucks. Let's just go home. I'd be like, well, hey, don't you like me? I thought you liked me. You know what I mean? I always say go with the resistance. It's, it's going to be the fastest way to getting what you want. And if you want to take her home, first, you, you got to show that you even want her. I don't want you to play these games like, oh, you know, um, we should go back to my house. You know, I got like, you got like a DiGiorno pizza, like, okay, like, I don't feel like eating.
0: Okay, so how should a guy approach this? How should he make you know that he wants to take you home? He likes you.
1: Yeah. If we're feeling each other and you don't make a move, like when I meet you before you take me home, then I'm going to, it's going to be that much more difficult to get me to come home.
0: You mean like going for a kiss?
1: Yeah, going for a kiss. I would say definitely going for the kiss. If you don't go for the kiss, eh, it's going to be hard to get her to come home. So you have to go for it. And from there, it'll be that much easier and that much more clear that, okay, cool. This guy actually wants me and he has no problem wanting me. Let's fucking do this. Because I feel like so many guys are so afraid to be proactive. Now, Now that bottle and that word is stuck in my head. But so many guys are so afraid to put themselves out there. But we want you to want us. You know what I mean? I'm not wearing... These freaking stilettos and this fine-ass dress and all this makeup so you could sit there and not tell me that you want yeah. me.
0: A lot of guys are definitely afraid of showing that that interest, but it's absolutely key. If you don't show it, then you're not going anywhere either. So you got to let it out. So that's being selfish. It's just like, I feel like kissing her right now. I'm just going to kiss her. I'm just going to lean over and kiss her.
1: I was with this guy and I just met him that night but oh my god he had no problem kissing me and then he's like okay now we're going back to my room I was like I don't want to go back to your room he's like oh that sucks and he just like went and I was like I I guess I'm gonna go like to me it was he's like all right fine you don't want to go that's fine I gotta go to bed anyway and I was like wait I'm coming with you (laughs) and I found my chasing the dude. like wait you're supposed to try really hard to try to fuck me but he had no problem saying okay if you want to go home that's cool like you know the taxis you know where the taxi stand is and i'm like damn like he had enough balls to walk away from it that it made me want him that much more because no doesn't necessarily mean never and that's something i think a lot of guys need to understand
0: yeah that's often the case with girls actually especially where i guess the situation you've been talking about is where a girl's not comfortable yet she's like hasn't figured you out there's often only really, like a, a resistance i mean you might as well call it resistance, right? There's a bit of resistance there, but it's often she's just not quite ready. Whatever move you put on her. And so you don't have to take it as rejection. You just have to pull back a bit.
1: Well, you know what? I will say that, um, you know, no woman wants to believe that she's that easily won. It's just, we don't.
0: That's true.
1: You never want to believe that. So I will, I will say no a couple times before. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's- Just a couple? <laughs> just a couple. Just, we, we just always will. No woman wants to be like, yeah, totally. Why? Because we know that the second you get it, we might not hear from you tomorrow. And then, then yeah. what? You know, they're going to feel like shit. It's like, damn, I could have been, this could have been any freaking hole and he would have been fine. But we want to know that you picked us out of any other woman you met that night and you want to go home with us. That That's really all it is.
0: comes back to you, you just have to show the girl that you actually are interested, right? I've noticed actually recently that, um, well, I noticed many years ago actually in, in Asia. When I was in Asia, I would like date a girl and then I wouldn't see her for a while and I would meet her up for the second date and uh, she would come kind of dressed down and at first i was like why is she kind of dressed down she's not making any effort the first time i saw her she was looking really hot and you know i was like wow and now i'm kind of confused because now like she was like an eight or whatever like well she's a one to ten scale for the hell of it and now she's a 6.5 so now she's like got me all like like uh, you know i don't know where i stand and uh, maybe she doesn't she thinks i'm a friend or something and um it turned out that this was really just exactly what you're saying they wanted me to want them and they wanted to be sure that I wanted them for the right reasons. So it was this clear pattern after all I was like they're all dressing down it's obviously, cuz and they all come back home with me. So something's going on that like it means basically I was like oh she's dressed down she wants to come home with me. You know it was like it was kind of counterintuitive but it was actually this thing where they wanted to know that you really were into them.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. I want you to see me in my freaking sweats with no makeup on, my hair in a bun, and you. I want you to still look at me that, like, holy shit, I would do anything
0: to... Which is real life. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> it's funny, a lot of guys will say like, oh my God, she dressed down. That means she, she thinks we're friends. No, that's not really it. I mean, we'll throw so many freaking hoops out there. We just want to know that like, you're going to come after us and it's going to get us even hotter when you do.
0: Yeah. Or does the classic just never start texting or, or phoning you and expecting the guy to do it, right? That's just classic. That's like waiting for the guy to come and show his interest. We do, know?
1: yeah, yeah. We just want to know you want us, come on.
0: Or maybe you're just getting so many texts you don't have time to like proactively text on your own. Who
1: knows?
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about uh, another one. In sex. Like, should guys be more selfish in sex? Is it something they should think about? Or do you think that that's an area where selfishness doesn't really come into play?
1: That's a really... Yes, I have a great story for this, actually. So I hooked up with this dude for the first time. And there's no other way for me to say it other than to say that I could tell this guy had maybe gone through all these instructional porno videos because
0: from the company you used to work for (laughs) you're like i remember this video
1: (laughs) i I thought this move i could just tell because he seemed he didn't really seem in the moment it was very like i'm gonna do this thing and she's gonna like love it and i remember i had to like look at him in the middle of us having sex i'd be like please stop fucking me like you're trying to prove something And you can sit there and, you know, a lot of guys think, oh, as long as I'm really giving and it's all about her, but like, no, I'm here too. I'm here to please you too. And if you're not here um, enjoying in your own pleasure, it's going to feel very one-sided. I'm going to feel like, you know, a test, like a math test. And I don't want to feel like a math test, not train sex.
0: Uh, That's a a great example uh, because there are obviously a lot of cool programs out there which teach guys... Some more ideas about sex. Let's say they've got relatively narrow ideas about sex and what they should be doing, especially when they're younger, you know, early twenties. Then I think some of those videos can be pretty useful to give them like, oh, these are the kinds of things that people do, right? When they start looking at it from as you said, like it's basically performance. They're like, oh, I have to I have to give this girl like five orgasms before she leaves, and I've got to go through this routine to do it.
1: I know this routine. <laughs>
0: then you know, you forget like what it's all about and you're not actually there in the moment. And I think girls can feel that, right? Like you're saying, it's just like Oh,
1: we feel it. God we feel it. Yes. Yeah.
0: She wants to take she wants you to be more of an animal in touch with yourself and that's what's being selfish in bed is about being an animal yes. and uh, just being in touch with yourself and really enjoying it then she'll enjoy it of course you have to be sensitive to what's going on with her at the same time but
1: I mean it's about being there uh, sex uh, that, that's the last thing that should be mechanical you know that's the last thing that you could get you should get into your head about if at all if at the end of the day you just ask yourself okay what am I into and look at her and see okay what is she into right now that, that's the best you could do as far as I'm concerned you can
0: do no wrong Absolutely, and you have to. And you have to take chances in sex. Right, sometimes you're like, I kind of want to flip her over. Or, you know, I want to do anything. And um, you know, I think some guys would be like, Ooh, I'm not. I'm not so. You can't like just flip her over. I can't do whatever. But um, you have to take these chances. And like, if you feel like it, do it. It's probably it's probably going to work because honestly, like a lot of the time, the natural stuff works better if you feel it. And I feel like it's guys resisting then their nature that causes a lot of the problems.
1: Yeah. And here's a, if you're not having like the time of your life, I'm going to sense it. You know, I'm I'm sitting right here looking at you. And if you're not being about yourself and like having the time of your life, then I'm going to be like, ah, shit, like I'm not having the time of mine either. It takes two people to really get great sex as much as it takes two people to have really bad sex.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> OK, relationships. Should we be selfish in relationships?
1: This one's harder because... um. Now it becomes your life joining with someone else's life. This is, this is where us really comes into play. I mean, you could sit here all day and say, like, no, I want to have my life, and she gets to have her life, but if you guys aren't coming together to make something better than your individual lives you have together, then really, what's the point? You might as well just sit by yourself and jerk off all day in the corner. Like, why be in a relationship? It's about
0: compromise. I love the way you... uh, What did you
1: say?
0: I love the way you put that. It's a great way to put it. Okay, so in in relationships here, I'll I'll throw something out here and see if you, you can relate to this. I think I'm relatively selfish in relationships. So I tend to be obsessive compulsive disorder when it comes to my work or whatever else I'm up to at that time. So whatever project I'm onto, I'll be really into it. I'm just working on it. And i don't like to be disturbed i'm committed to it i want to make it work and whatever I'm, i just want to make it work I want to make it a success that's what guys do that's what we love to do we like to create stuff in the world and just make them happen if a girl comes in to interrupt me all the time or something i'll be like hey not, not now like this is my work time you know i'll, I'll see you see you later tonight right and so some guys i'm sure at home they're thinking that's pretty selfish like you should be like if she comes in and she wants like something from you you should be like oh hey baby what's up you know you got to be doing your own stuff in life and, and as you said, like I think that's where you come number one in relationships as well. You'll always always be number one throughout your life. You're always going to have to, at the end of the day, like live up to what your life was, what you did in your life. And sure, it can be looking after your girlfriend and so on. But you know, if you kind of let go of all your goals and whatever it was about you that you wanted to do in life, that's not going to be good. So that's kind of my example from mine. I end up like putting a circle around my work or, or whatever I'm up to at the time and saying, you know this is my time you know just, just leave me when i'm doing this and we'll hang out this e- you know this evening or whatever times and and we'll do our stuff together so how do you relate to that
1: Well, you know, I like that you said that because um, with a lot of very successful men, they will buy into this concept of getting laid or getting paid. Men take a lot more pride in their ability to make money and provide because that's, you know, that's a man's job. As sad as it is, that's a man's role in the world to provide. And they'll look at is it still yeah kind of in a way i mean i i was just in 14 different countries in the past 2 months and i will say that is the in terms of um Some things that are just universal, like men take pride in their ability to provide, provide, so to speak.
0: Yeah. You take away a man's ability to provide for his family. Yeah. And you will kill his soul. Yeah, man. If you can't look after his family, if you can't do that, you will kill his soul. He'll be the miserablest guy on on the planet. Oh
1: God, absolutely. And that's something I'll never understand. And that's something a lot of women just really cannot comprehend. And it wasn't until I started dating coaching for men where I really understood the value and the pride that a man takes in his ability to do that. And in terms of relationships, I would never say sacrifice your work or your ability to provide for the sake of a woman. If you're thinking of an either, or that's an issue you got to take up with yourself, but relationships exist for the sole purpose of you guys coming together to build something greater than this isolated money-making machine that you have here on your own. So you have to ask yourself what that is, what the point of your relationship is and what you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And if she's down for the ride, awesome. If she's not, that's not the girl for you.
0: Yeah. So I guess the, the point here is to figure out what your boundaries are. Like the things that are yes. really important for you. And like you say, it's compromised anyway. You should be figuring out and learning about each other and learning when to leave him alone, learning when to leave her alone. She's doing her stuff and when you work best together. Exactly. Awesome. Now for the end of the selfish discussion which I think we've navigated relatively well. How can you cultivate and make being selfish a habit and a part of you? Hopefully we've illustrated how thinking a bit more selfishly can be helpful in a lot of these situations. It's just kind of like a framework or a way to think about things that might be a bit different on and help you put yourself in the right place in, in these situations. How would you say like we can encourage ourselves to build this as a habit and, and more of something in, inside our lives instead of just... Uh, something that we just spoke about today
1: i recently saw a talk with some god i wish i remember her name but i was at some sex convention and she was telling me about this thing they're doing in japan it's like a closet cleaning technique i don't, I don't know yeah a closet cleaning technique where you are we
0: talking about pull- restrooms closet cleaning
1: no, no no like you know your closet at home like with your clothes okay okay cool so, like, apparently, you take out an article of clothing and you say, Does this bring me joy? And if you don't have an intense, immediate, visceral reaction, that involves joy, you just throw it out. And I think so many times we get so caught up mentally in terms of what I have to do, or no, I can't get rid of this thing because you know this will mean that about me. I think if at the end of the day we can ask ourselves, is this exactly 100% what I want to do because it brings me joy, I think that will start the habit of being a good kind of selfish. If you're waking up the day and the first thing you're doing is answering emails and you're freaking miserable you know what i mean that is not cultivating a selfish habit
0: yeah that's actually really key uh key thing i mean waking up in the beginning of the day and deciding what you're going to do with your day before you start checking everyone else's agendas via email or whatever uh one of the most important things you can do for life in general not just all of this cool dating sex relationship stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly like if you could wake up and say um okay how am i going to make my day mine versus how am I gonna make my day for everyone else? That's a good starting point.
0: Excellent. Cool. Okay, let's round off the interview here. Got some more quickfire questions for you here. What advice do you give out the most to men, right? You give it out a lot. And you would also say that it's ignored a lot of the time, or it's the hardest to actually get them to make use of and take it in.
1: This is it. This is exactly what it is. Like what do you want? You know? And there's so many times I'll have guys sit there and they'll be like, okay, I don't know what I want. I think that I'm supposed to get married because I'm this certain age. Or I think that I'm supposed to go after all these hot girls because they're hot girls. Um, But at the end of the day, it's very hard to, for them to hone in on, fuck, what do I actually want? I'll have guys come in and be like, oh, I want to bang mad bitches. Or I'll have guys come in and be like, oh, I want to find my wife. And nine times out of 10, as we're moving along, they realize that I actually didn't want that. Like, oh my God, Jessica, I didn't want that.
0: Someone else's agenda.
1: Someone else's agenda. It's
0: a plague, right? Because we're all watching, well, we grew up watching TV. We grew up doing all these kind of passive things, taking in information and all that information kind of programs our mind. And we end up with all of these objectives and things we think we should be doing, maybe just to fit in with our social group and so on. We've we've touched on it a bit before. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, That was a really good point. Is there anything you do to shock them the hell out of it?
1: Shock them the hell out of it. I have them write it down. What am I going to get out of it? OK, so this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get out of it, and what about this do you want? Because a lot of times, what about this do I want? Well, I want somebody to care about me? Like, OK, is that the only way you can get somebody to care about you? Oh, well, you know, my parents think that I should be married at this point. Certain things like that really helps them hone in on, OK, what do I really want for myself? Because it's so hard for people to really ask themselves that question, because we're taught not to. We're taught that it's selfish.
0: Exactly. I I think journaling is huge. Right. So you get them to kind of journal a bit and write things down. It, It just writing things down makes you look at them. If you keep them in your head, it just doesn't really allow you to think about them as much. Right.
1: No, but once you put it outside of yourselves, a lot of times once it's outside of themselves, and what I do is I take extensive notes with my clients. A lot of times they will be like Jessica, I couldn't I couldn't read it. I was so embarrassed that I'd said something like that. And it's just yep. putting the looking glass in front of them, being like, Hey, so this is what Pretty you cool. put out there. How okay with it are you? Yeah. Like, oh shit, that's me. That's not me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very valuable. Everyone should be journaling a bit. I guess a lot of guys are, are at home and they're thinking. Well, yeah, it is kind of me. I don't really know what I want, and it's and it's really hard to figure out and I think the answer to that is just what you said you just start writing some stuff down, right It'll start helping you or you can go to a therapist, of course, one with the right the the, the right knowledge to help you through it. yeah, who
1: writes yeah. it all down for you and then charges
0: cool. okay, so I don't know if this happens to you. Do you get any objections to the way you approach this? I mean, it may be some difficult clients, it's always interesting to hear about what people object to, what is their resistance to using information and advice that you feel is really powerful, obviously?
1: Yeah, the biggest resistance I get is just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I don't want to have to like learn about myself. I just want to know what to do. And one thing I always tell my clients is you're not paying me to kick the ball for you you're paying me to help you become a freaking soccer star. That, that That's the analogy I use because that's what a good coach will do. A good coach will help you use what you already have to become the superstar that you want to be. I'm not, you're not paying me to come in there and like run and kick the ball for you while you watch on the sidelines and say, Oh, I wish I could do that myself. That's just not what we're here for. And it's a big resistance because for so long, a lot of these guys paying dating coaches, other dating coaches or gurus, especially male gurus or dating coaches, they'll say stuff like, oh, this is what I did. This is what I did. Here's what you should try doing. And then they get away from themselves. They get away from themselves. And they, they don't know how to trust themselves. So then they'll ask some other guy. And it's just this endless cycle of, fuck, what the hell am I doing? What am I supposed to do? I don't even know what I want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great answer to that question as well. Yeah. I bet that comes up all the time. It's kind of like they they want to avoid the work, right? It's a bit being lazy. It's actually hard to think about stuff. It's being passive. Actually, you know, they should be more selfish about this, right? Not be selfish, be proactive. (laughs)
1: Exactly. They need to be more selfish.
0: (laughs) The selfish rule survives again. So who, besides yourself, would you recommend for high-quality advice in any of this area? Dating, sex, relationships?
1: I love getting this question because I cannot speak more highly... I'm not just saying this because he's Asian, but um, JT Tran, I think, is just a wonderful coach. Like, I've seen him coach just – I've seen a lot of drill sergeant coaches I will say that. A lot of guys...
0: So what's a drill, Sergeant? Like, you have coach. to do it
1: like this. You have to do it like this. Um, you're doing it wrong. Like, you're fucking up. And shouting,
0: just, kind of sh- shouting at you, giving you a hard time.
1: Shaming the guys. Yeah. Like,
0: shaming. Yeah, good work. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: hard enough to, like, put yourself out there for you to shame them. And the way I've seen JT do JT is so supportive of his guys from the door. And that, to me, like, it really it spoke volumes of me to the industry. And, and I met JT a long time ago, but seeing him do that and seeing how much trust his clients do have in him, in him it was very inspiring. I will say that. And it's rare that I've come across that. <laughs>
0: That's very cool. And I know exactly the dynamic you're talking about. That's a very cool recommendation. Thank you. I'll probably reach out to him to get him on the show sometime because we've never had him on. Okay, last question here. What are your top three recommendations to guys who want to fix this bottle of life as fast as possible? Everyone wants everything as fast as possible. What would be your, the top three things you would say they should do?
1: Okay, top three things they should do is um, I'll, I'll actually give the first module of my program. We touched on it earlier, this concept of me, you, and us. So at the end of the day, you have to know exactly who you are and what you want. Then after you figure that out, you have to find out who she is. Um, You could sit here all day and be like, this is what I want. This is who I am. But if you can't look at a girl and be like, these are the qualities that would make me happy. These are the the qualities that I'm actually attracted to. It's going to be hard to find that girl. And then you have to ask yourself, what are the two of us going to look like together? And I actually said this to another client the other day, like, listen, you're going to meet a lot of wonderful, good looking, smart, intelligent women, but you have to find the one that actually like makes you feel something in you when she's sitting there in front of you. Because that's that's what you're looking for, somebody who like excites you just by standing next to you. Because it's so easy to say, look, at, she's so great on paper. She's funny. She's got her own job. She's gorgeous. Um, it's so easy to say those things. But if she doesn't have an effect on you that really makes you question your entire existence, then what's the point of doing it? So I say me, you, and us.
0: Great. It's a very simple formula. So that us one, I haven't heard it before. Is that kind of like, are you talking about like kind of visualizing like you was together and how it'd work out? Or is it it more about the chemistry when you put the two of you together? It's how how will that work together?
1: I would say both because everybody has an idea of what they want in a mate or a partner, but nobody ever sits there and think, well, how is this person going to act towards me? Um, what kinds of things is she going to bring out of me? Is she going to bring out the worst in me? Is she going to make me forego my kids and my business? Or is she going to liven my life? Um, and I think that's a very big component that a lot of people forget about. But it's definitely the last and necessary one, in my opinion.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, what I find is some guys that get into this, they don't get life satisfaction at the end. And what you're talking really about there is like, is this going to make my life better? Is this, this going to really you know, fit perfectly? Cool. That's very good advice there. Well, Jessica, thank you. This has been awesome having you on the show. It's been a great chat.
1: Thank you, Angel. I had a blast.
0: So if you guys enjoyed today's episode, you can go check out Jessica's course, Speak to Spark Arousal, which got that 8.1 excellent score in our review by going to datingskillsreview.com forward slash spark, S-P-A-R-K. You can check out our full review there and why we think it's a great course. To give you an idea, this is part of the bottom line. Speak to Spark, arousal is a good beginner's level product to help you meet, attract, and date more women. It's mainly focused on what to say to make girls feel more attracted and connected to you. Because it's from a woman's perspective, it gives you a different take on these ideas that are typically taught by men. So this is now one of our top conversation skills courses we've found to date. If you'd like to check that out, go to datingskillsreview.com forward slash SPARK. Otherwise, I'll talk to you soon in the next episode. Take control of your dating life today. Take one idea or one insight from today's episode and apply it today. Don't wait. Do it today. That's all it takes to change your life, step by step, episode by episode. Learn more about what I, Angel Donovan, and my team do at DatingSkillsReview.com. How we help men like you take control of their dating lives.